Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 in 98.1 FM. Like no other station in the world. I don't know if everybody knew that this is like no other station in the world, but that is their slogan. So we always want to remind. <laughs> Even if it's not, you made it, Mary. Hey, and you know, we have a great guest today. We're going to get going and she likes excitement and happiness too. So I think that she'll be really excited. Tracy, of course, Patrick is unavailable. He's on assignment. We're trying to understand why is the show called Ask Brian since my name is Peter and Brian is spelled B-R-I-E-N. And most people spell the word Brian with an A or B-R-Y-A-N, B-R-I-N. Why is Ask Brian spelled with an E? Because I'm not Irish. So we actually have a lot of extraordinary reasons why Brian is spelled with an E. And we'll start with our engineer. And even though Patty is not with us, we have empathy for him because apparently I've heard that he is out sick. But we have our engineer Emily with us today as always and we of course love Emily and we're glad that she's not out of sick because then we would really be in trouble because we have no expertise in engineering. Whoo, that was a lot of ease. We'd be up some creek without a paddle. Yes, we would and that would not be very exciting and that would not make for a very exceptional show. That is for sure. So one of the things on Ask Brian that's very important is that we interview experts and we have some experts are definitely categorized by having at least 10,000 hours in their respective fields of expertise. Can you do so the math? That formula. Yes. Yeah, I knew that was coming. So <laughs> yeah, it's something to do with like 40 hours a week over the course of 50 weeks over the course of five years equals 10,000 hours. But if you're an entrepreneur, another one of my favorite words, you probably knock out those 10,000 hours of what feels like the first year. But it's all about the expertise on the Ask Brian radio show. But the biggest reason why Ask Brian is spelled with an E is what? Is because it's electrifying. Well, that's yours. But for the other viewers out there, <laughs> listeners, we are educational. We are the Sesame Street for business. We try. Well, education is probably one step higher up than electrifying. But if we weren't so electrifying, then people wouldn't stick around long enough for the education or that. That's just because you think you think you're on Grease Lightning, and you think you're either Olivia Newton-John or Michelle Pfeiffer in electrifying Grease Lightning. Yeah, I'd say either of them. Chris, my arm, call me Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But we have a lot of, in your favorite, uh, Peter, is enthusiasm, but I can't say it nearly as well as you can. Well, it's not that. It's excitement. I am so excited. I am excited, excited, excited. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> well, both my daughter, are you excited enough to introduce our exceptional guest? Did we do all the E's? That's the question. 
I think we did. I mean, I think we did the majority of them. If you had any that I'm uh, uh, okay. free to blame them. Well, as an attorney, we'll use the term substantial compliance, which is a term used when you substantially comply and you've got most of them. That's enough. Without any further ado, how do you spell ado? A-D-I-E-U. And why do I like that word? <laughs> because it's all vowels with one consonant. That is correct. All right. Now, that's always Patty's part. It tricks me up every time. <laughs> well, usually we trick Patty up with math, you know, when he tries to figure out numbers. And it's like, I can't add because I only have 10 fingers on my hand. So anything above 10, I'm out of luck. We have a very special guest today, and she's very not only excited and enthusiastic. Her big word is not an E, it's called happiness. We're happy to have her on the show. Her name is Peggy Sullivan. Peggy, you there? I am, and I am also happy to be here. Or maybe I should say joyful, which starts with a J. Or excited. Anyway, first of all, give us a little background, okay? You have this empower enthusiasm and empower happiness. Where did you come up with that terminology, and what are you trying to say to people when you use the word happiness? I mean, everybody wants to be happy. What does it really mean? Well, happiness is really an extremely powerful, contagious emotion. I believe it's got superpowers. It just doesn't make us feel good, but there's been a lot of research. According to the Mental Health Society, it can lower anxiety, it decreases stress, it promotes heart health, it gets rid of chronic disease, you live longer, you improve relationships, you can lessen pain. All of that is the really, really good stuff. So that's why I say happiness is a powerful, contagious, here comes the E word, emotion. And I have an F word, and that is, what is the formula for happiness? I think we all have different formulas for happiness, right? I mean, but the reality is a lot of people are really, really unhappy right now. I did some research not too long ago, and I'm Unfortunately, 70% of the people across the United States are only having moderate levels of happiness right now. And, you know, in many reasons, that's kind of no surprise, because when you think about what's going on in the world, the pandemic, racial riots, gun violence, inflation, recession, <sighs> you know, it just feels like for so many of us, life is out of control, at least out of our control. So when people ask me, what can I do to get happier? I always say, focus on what you can control. And there is a lot you can control. Things like incorporating happiness rituals into your day. That's a great thing to do. Or not wasting precious energy on things that are out of our control, right? Because guess what? You're going to waste your energy because... You have no control over them. But I think one of the things that we all are forgetting an awful lot to do is that thing called self-care. Because the reality is when we sleep well, when we eat nutritiously, when we move, we get those endomorphins, another E word, free of charge. And those endomorphins just make us feel really, really good. They make us feel happy. I'm happy when I'm listening to the S. Brian radio show, but. <laughs> well, I like dark chocolate and fur babies. That's what makes me happy. Well, that's an interesting combination there. So how does happiness. Not together. <laughs> no, 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 that would not be good. 
how does happiness apply to the business world? I mean, so great. I'm happy, but I lost a million dollars last year in my business. Uh, how can I be happy? I'm not talking just financially, but how do I be happy under those circumstances? So how do you make that? Connection? Yeah, yeah, that is such a good point. And the reality is it's really hard to align personal and professional life. Those, those boundaries between work and home life they're really, really blurred. There has been a recent Microsoft study that said that the average person is working more than 2.5 hours more each day than they were normally accustomed to. And, you know, the reality is when people feel like they're working more than they're living, they burn out, they look for other opportunities, and the reality is they're not happy. So what can we do to change this paradigm? I really believe that employers and employees need to take equal responsibility to do this. I think employers can start out by asking employees, how can I help you? What's important to you? You know, it could be something as simple as flexible work hours. I want to take my daughter to daycare. I want to take my daughter and be there when she gets off the bus. Is it really going to matter if you start your day at 9.15 or 9.30 versus 9 o'clock? There are so many things that we can do, so many small things to make people's lives easier, to make them happy. And it starts with asking the question, how can I help you? What do you need from me? What do you want? So another question I, we have is time management. You know, there's only 24 hours in a day and there'll always only be 24 hours in a day unless we go to a different planet. And so, or the earth switches around. But for 24 hours, that's all we've got, Okay. And you got so many things to do in a day, not only the happiness issue here, how do you get everything done? I always have a list today and I look through my list at the end of the day and I'm like, okay, there's still five items left. Yeah. You know, time is your most precious commodity. We can make great use of it. We can savor it or we can kind of waste it and squander it. We know we all do. We go on social media and, you know, we maybe watch countless hours of TV. You know, but it's so easy to get caught up in busyness, that things to do list, which is really about being on a treadmill to getting it done instead of spending time on things that matter. And while it feels really good to get stuff done and to check them off the list, the downside is that you feel overwhelmed, stressed, and exhausted. And that's why so many people in the world right now are having poor mental health and poor physical health. Deterior relationships, too. You can't have a great marriage or a great friendship if you put no time into it. And so for me, what I love to tell people is instead of focusing in on time management, and it is a billion-dollar industry, so everybody's focusing in on it, try to get more in and less time, you know, focus on values management. Focus on the things that are important to you. Those should be the things that you pencil in first. And it doesn't mean you're not doing your job, but it means that you're focusing in on your values and you're focusing in on what's important. So two things. One is determine what you mean by values. Are we talking morality here? Are we talking about, you know, prioritization and prioritizing things? What do you mean by values? For me, values is about what's important to you. So what's important to you is going to be very different than what's important to me. And so you really have to dig deep and say, what is important to me? So I can tell you, I spend a lot of time thinking about my core values. And as I go through life, they change. 
But for me, I love what I call energy management and making optimal use of my energy. If I'm going to be there, be present. Energy management is one of my core values. I also love being challenged. So being challenged and do hard things is one of my core values. Love and family, that's another core value. So I take those things and I figure out how to incorporate them into my day each and every day. And they give me joy. And because they give me joy, they keep me going. They give me energy. And it's like a win-win situation. And it's also... You know, the other reason why value management works is because it gives us control back in our lives. I mean, let's face it, we all feel a little powerless right now. And if we can at least focus on the things that are important to us, the things we care about, we create our own oasis, we feel like we've got a little bit of control back. So control is a very big factor. But if you're in business for yourself and you're doing your own thing, that you know, it's, it's a little bit easier because you can prioritize things. When you're working for somebody, it's a little bit more different because your priorities, regardless of your values, your priorities are going to be determined by your supervisor or the people you work for, your team. How do you deal with happiness issues when you're working for somebody that you don't agree with what they want you to do? I think it starts out with making you sure in the right place at the right place. I mean, if you're in a job where you're doing things for the most part that you don't want to be doing, you're probably in the wrong job. And you probably should be looking for something that's a little more satisfying. I mean, you talk about time management. I can't imagine what's more miserable than going into a job day in, day out and doing the things that don't bring you joy. So I say, If you're in a job that you don't like or at least love and there aren't at least people around you that you find interesting and that you enjoy, you need to find a new job. And the reality is that's why one in every five people in corporate America today are looking for a new job because bubbing. They don't have quality of life. And they say, you know what? I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm going to go someplace because. The COVID outbreak made me realize how important time is, how precious time is, how precious life is. And that's why a lot of people are resigning and looking for different situations. What was your prior background before you started this? And give a little background on what Peggy Sullivan speaking is all about. Sure. I spent most of my career in corporate America. I worked for giants like Blue Cross Blue Shield. Materion, United Health, and after a number of years doing that, and I loved it, I started speaking professionally because I love to motivate people. I love to give people solutions to what their problems are. So I spent a good portion of my time understanding what people's solutions are and then working on problems to get them. And there are a lot of solutions that we can offer up to increase employee happiness. I mean, one of them is just giving an employee a reset button, a way to just take a break. You know, we tend to think that you should be up in chairs and work, work, work. But the reality is nobody can work more than 90 minutes without needing a little bit of a break or without needing just an opportunity to take a break from what's going on in your head and going on and being able to recharge your batteries. 
The other thing you talk about e-words, you know, emails is something that's driving people nuts. Everybody's covering their you-know-what, sending out emails, and instead of picking up the phone, so we're all spending a ton of time in meetings or in emails. The average person spends four hours a day in meetings. It's insane. What are we supposed to get our time and our work done if we're spending four hours in meetings? It's crazy. You know, we need to look at how we're spending our time because we're really previously spending a lot of time on things that we can be doing a lot more efficiently. And my co-host Tracy has a couple of questions to ask Peggy. Yes, Peggy, I know you've spoken a lot about happiness and joy and finding that balance between special life and business life. And one of the things that you've accomplished is you're, a, you know, a speaker, you're an author, and as an entrepreneur, that's something that a lot of people want to strive to become. Can you provide a little bit of your personal story about your book writing experience and getting on stages as a way to inspire and help other people be able to achieve those goals if they have them for themselves? I would happy to, and that's a really big question. But, you know, I spent about 30 years in corporate America, and I think the one thing that I realized, and I did have an aha moment, and I'll share it with you in a moment, is that eat, work, sleep, repeat does not work. We all think it works, but it doesn't work. It makes us miserable. And when we continue to do that, we become these mindless zombies and we're not our best selves. And here's a prime example. You know, I was telling you on break that I have a cat, right? So I can remember working many, many, many hours, coming home from work one day. I was exhausted. I was hungry. I went to grab some food for the cat. I grabbed some pistachio nuts for myself. I fell asleep on the couch. And I woke up a couple of hours later to the sound of my cat rolling up the pistachio nuts and me realizing I had eaten a whole handful of cat food without realizing it. And that was a big wow moment for me, right? I mean, to eat a handful of cat food. Well, yeah. And I'm like, wow. I'm like a mindless zombie. I'm doing things that I'm not thinking. And it just made me stop. And it made me think about what I'm doing in my life and how and if I could pivot. And I really am a firm believer that we all need to examine our lives and we all need to really invest in a serious look at what we're doing does it make sense and do we need to pivot? Because for me, I know success has really come from reinvention and always reinventing myself. After I ate a whole handful of cat food, I decided I wanted to get out of corporate America. And the first thing I did, because I worked mostly in a male-dominated industry, was start a nonprofit for women that gave women a network, gave women tools to be successful, camaraderie, education, an organization called She Can. And that went really well. And we were able to bring in members from really around the country. And that kind of launched my speaking career because people were asking me and listening to me speak and they were like, wow, you really motivate our audience. People can really 
resonate, you say funny things, you do funny things. And so my speaking business really, really started to increase. Then COVID happened, right? And everybody locked their doors and people were not into another virtual meeting. So I thought to myself, you know, I've got all this really, really great information. What am I going to do with it? You know what? I'm going to write a book. Note to self, I've never written a book. Do I know how to write a book? No. Am I going to try and do it anyways? Yes. So I published my first book called Happiness is Your Responsibility. And lo and behold, people liked it because it was maybe one hot mess. But it had a lot of funny stories in it, and it gave a lot of advice on how you can jumpstart your happiness when you're really not feeling it. And let's face it, during COVID, there were a lot of people that weren't really feeling it. And, you know, you asked about entrepreneurism, and my advice is that you should start a side hustle. Start to make money. Start to get your expertise, your niche, your network while you still have a paying job. And then when that thing starts to grow and prosper and you see, hey, this is working, the side hustle is working, it's a really great time to kind of hop on board. I'd love to tell you, you didn't have to juggle a lot of things at once, but that is the formula that works well for a lot of people wanting to do something different and start their own business. Well, I think those are excellent points. And without a doubt, we only have about 30 seconds. So what was the hardest part about writing your book? It's super quick. My book was easy. I knew my material and it just poured out of me. I think the hardest part of writing a book was working with a publisher. And I'll leave it right at that. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) So we were talking about the process of writing your book and you were saying that it was really easy for you to do that. And I think a lot of that obviously is because that content was so authentic to you. Do you feel like the same principles apply for when you are on stages and when you're speaking? What are some of the challenges that you face as a speaker, especially, at, you know, launching, it sounds like, you know, launching that part of your career in a time when a lot of speaking engagements were being canceled or moving to virtual opportunities. Yeah, you know, I think the key to successful speaking is engaging your audience. And if you take the time to do your homework and really understand what's important to them, then chances are you're going to be really, really good. I spoke with a group of accountants not too long ago. And they do serious work. They work with numbers. So I decided that I was going to really make our talk very fun, very engaging, and full of lots of humor. And that's what they needed because they had just gotten off tax season and they wanted to have fun. And really, basically, if you can be engaging, if you can be fun, and you can give people a solution to a problem they're experiencing, chances are you're going to be really good at it. And the other thing I'd say is, think about being nervous. It doesn't serve you. I mean, there's no point in it. When I've gotten on TV or gotten up in front of thousands of people, I've been like, what did I get myself into when my mind goes blank? And I'll just take a deep breath and say, okay, Peggy, you got this. You know your material. Just be yourself. Be authentic. So I think being authentic 
And I'm one hot mess, and people always relate to being perfectly imperfect. I find that it works for me. I love that, perfectly imperfect. So I wanted to switch gears just for a minute. I know one of the things that you talk about a lot is stopping the stress cycle and really surviving versus thriving. One of the things that I really like about, and this is something that you highlighted in one of the blog sites on your website, is the whole idea of the big payoff of doing nothing. I think that is such a difficult challenge for people, whether they're business owners or employees or they are just trying to find their way in a day, is this whole idea of being able to literally do nothing and not put yourself on a guilt trip about it or even figure out what does doing nothing even mean to some people, right? But yeah, you know, I think is my biggest question because I need to know for myself how to do nothing (laughs) guilt-free. Yeah, you know, I mean, recharging your batteries is really important. I mean, you wouldn't try to run your car without any gas. And that's what it's like when you constantly go, 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 go. You take all the energy out, all the gasoline is gone, and then you try to do something, and guess what? You're not going to get too far. And I always tell people, okay, you tried it your way. You've run on empty. You've gone, 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 gone. Now... Try something different and see if it works. Just one. When you're totally jammed up or maybe you're, you can't get that big idea or you're stuck on a project, try taking a 15-minute break. Try doing absolutely nothing and then come back to what you were doing. And funny thing is, most people will say, oh, my God. I now have ideas. I now feel replenished. I now feel recharged. And the reality is, you think about your car and it running without gas. We, as human beings, we can't run without gas. So doing nothing is really, really an important part of recharging our batteries, recharging our energy. And we need energy to be great. And the other thing that I love to tell people is greatness was never accomplished in between meetings, right? Those five minutes that you have in between back-to-back meetings, you usually don't do something really worthwhile then. I know I didn't write my book then. You know, you accomplish greatness when you have time to think, when you have time to plan, when you have time to strategize. And, you know, quite frankly, countries around the world outside of the United States are all looking at a five-hour workday because they see the value of doing nothing. Hopefully, the United States will kind of get it and see how productivity is rising other parts of the country and that doing nothing is a good thing. Tracy, you got a question to ask Peggy? I do. So you, thank you for spreading so much happiness and joy in our stand today. And I know that people are going to want to continue this conversation with you. So, Peggy, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to connect? Absolutely. They just go to my website, PeggySullivanSpeaker.com, and they can find out more about me. They can order a book. They can contact me. And I love hearing from people. I love connecting It's my favorite thing. So please, everybody, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you and what's on your mind. Well, that's just fantastic. And we love to connect, too. So we want to remind you that the App Crying Radio Show is also available as a podcast. 
So wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether that's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you follow your podcast, make sure to find us at Ask Brian, B-R-I-E-N, and follow us. And wouldn't mind, we'd also really appreciate it if you headed on over and left us a five-star review. But even more importantly, we'd love it if you would share the podcast with your friends so that everybody can be more of an expert in entrepreneurship. Peter? Okay, so the question that came in from our audience was, name the three things that are most important to maintain happiness. I would say self-care is definitely one of them. Having a go-to something that makes you happy. And I talked about dark chocolate and fur babies. And I know when I'm petting my cat and hanging out with him, I forget about the cares of the world. And I think the third thing, which is always great, is to move. Get your body moving. You get your endorphins going, makes you feel good, makes you forget. You can't think too much when you're moving. Those are excellent pieces of information. Now, the next question was, what was your greatest challenge and how did you overcome it? I think my greatest challenge was probably when my husband of 20 years decided he didn't want to be married anymore. And I had a young child to raise and I was trying to figure it all out. And I think how I handled it was I just decided that I was going to get it. And I decided every morning I got up and I said, you got it. You'll figure it out. And since then, every single day for the last 25 years, 20 years, that's what I say to myself every morning. I start the day saying, I got this. I can do hard things. In the next couple of years, what is your biggest thing that you want to work on and improve? I am in the process of writing another book that's about value-driven management. I've been testing the theories and watching people become happier and more productive. I'd love to be able to get that program out there and, and watch people really maximize their lives. And the other thing is the nonprofit that I run for women, he can. We've been growing nationally, and it would be my honor to watch the organization grow and to be able to help more women step into their power. Thank you very much. You've been a great guest. Peggy Sullivan. Thank you, Tracy. This is the S. Brian Radio Show, KHS 1220, 98.1 FM. Over and out. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.